Hey, this is Matt Spiegel, and on my podcast, The PBP, Voices of Baseball, we learn how the best broadcasters in the game, like the Reds' John Sadak, try to capture the greatness of the best players, like Ellie Dela Cruz. He's a video game character. I mean, he is so athletic, and I think each moment is its own living entity, and I try to just match whatever that moment is. The PBP, Voices of Baseball. We bring you the people who bring you the game. Find us on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Got it back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this now, Thursday morning. Been talking lots of Jets, obviously, and we'll continue with that as well. We saw the Mets release a statement yesterday where they were saying, we wish Carl's the best. Uh, we, we couldn't come to an agreement. We wish Carl's the best. And that was it. And the way I would read that, if I'm Steve Cohen, would be similar to Billy Madison. Now you're all in big, big trouble. Cohen is clearly not happy, probably for multiple reasons. One, not getting the player that he wanted. Two, maybe feeling a little bit duped by Scott Boris. Three, the fact that Correa ended up leaving to go to Minnesota. Like, there's multiple things. The initial agreement, the way the talks went down, all those different things. But clearly, Cohen is upset, and that's going to be a problem for the rest of baseball. I'm telling you, it's going to be a problem for baseball. The guy's the richest owner in the sport. He's got bleep everybody money. Not just bleep you money, bleep everybody money. What do you think is going to happen when Shohei hits the open market? I'll tell you this, and we've said this before, but especially now, the Mets will not be outbid for Shohei Otani. Now, it doesn't mean that he's coming to the Mets. He might want to play for the pinstripes. Maybe he wants to play in L.A. with the Dodgers, stay on the West Coast, but he will not be outbid. That's a fact. And the Mets are looking into Duvall, Trey Mancini, Andrew McCutcheon. You know, they'll get another bat. Obviously, it's not going to be the same impact as Carlos Correa, at least, you know, with the excitement value that Correa brings. And for those of you who say, well, Correa's not damaged goods. Look what Minnesota did, the doctors. Correa is damaged goods because he cost himself. Or he didn't, I mean, there's nothing he could do about it. It's his bad ankle, but... He ended up signing a deal for $200 million guaranteed when he had deals well over $300 million on the two of them. Well over $300 million guaranteed on the table. Those are the agreements that he made. And he ends up signing one for $200 million. So you tell me. You do the math. You don't think that he's damaged goods, at least to a certain extent? 877-337-6666. Gary's calling from Mayapak. What's up, Gary? What's up, Sal? I, I may be in the minority, but I am in agreement with this firing. In fact, I think Salah should have went, too. Um, when you start the season off the way the Jets started, it changes the whole complexion, okay? When you're 6-3 and three and then 7-4 and four and you lose out, that changes things. The reason I think Salah should have went is he lost this locker room. He allowed this to happen. He had his players wearing Mike White t-shirts you cannot pit player against player and then he was punitive by punishing zach he didn't dress him he let him sit on the sideline and and just you know i don't think that was a good look oh he wanted a reset but no flacco's your backup over over the number two pick so i think he had problems there i think um his time management you know zach should have won six games this year, not five, six. He drove them down the field with six minutes left, scored the touchdown. The defense, who I always said was overrated, and I don't even like to coordinate. I think he stinks. He doesn't do anything different. He rushes his four guys. He never blitzes. I think he blitzed the last game of the year like three or four times, and we got to the quarterback against Miami. But 
His time management was horrible. He almost ended that game, Salah, with two timeouts in his pocket. It was like one second left, and I thought time had run out, to be honest with you. But Zach, on that final drive, he made some insane plays, keeping keeping the drive alive. He had, I think, a fourth, fourth and 20, and he made that tremendous pass across field. And then that's when they got the timeout. The Jets led the league in 60-yard-plus field goal attempts. What does that tell you? Okay? And that's why I think LaFleur had to go. He gets them in good position, but he yeah, can never... Yeah, but they, they didn't have enough on the offensive line after Tuck, uh, Vera Tucker went down. Obviously, without Hall back there, you lost your explosive playmaker. They didn't get good quarterback play. I'm not sure what you want from LaFleur. By the way, I haven't liked LaFleur since week one last year. I didn't like LaFleur or Wilson to start. I thought both of them were completely overmatched would be the word I would use. And I did use back then. Go check the tapes. I mean, Odyssey Rewind app doesn't go back that far. But trust me on this one. That's what I was saying. They both looked overmatched. And you knew that, though, that there were going to be learning curves. I mean, I'm not sure why. You know, why are there these expectations that after two years of convoluted play, for one reason or another, that we can make definitive decisions on these guys to a point now where the offensive coordinator is already fired. Like, it's just a stupid decision. Well, the reason, Sal, is like they said, they started... No, but Gary, if you're going to do it, just fire Robert Sala, Robert Sal, get it over with, and then go hire a head coach. I mean, that's it. Because that's what's happening I, now. That's what's going to happen. We all know it. Sala knows it. Yeah. Sala, you know what? I actually lost a little respect for Sala because... And I'm sure LaFleur said, dude, do not quit this job. But if I'm Salah, I would say, look, if you're firing him, you fire me. You want me, then he stays. That's what I would have said. But what's this report that Marco was saying before we came back on that it was a mutual agreement? What well, that's that what they're I saying. Mean? They're they're saying that they talked about it. They were thinking about making a move. Then they said that multiple teams are calling, asking about LaFleur, that they potentially would want to hire him. And they left it up to LaFleur saying, does he want to move on or does he want to stick it out? But that's it's a complete BS report. Actually, yeah, that don't sound right No, of course it doesn't, but they think they're going to fool people. What do you think happened? Here's what happened. Salah said, I want to keep LaFleur. I'm not firing him. The owner said, you got to make a change. Simple as that. You got to make a change. Well, you know what? I think the change was made with him. Again, in the beginning of the year, he was doing something. You said, like, what do you want him to do? This is what I would do. You don't run in the up the interior of the line when the line stinks. Do stuff that's around the end. Try to make some running plays around the end. Gary, who do you want? What offensive coordinator want? You want Nathaniel Hackett? I, you know what? I don't know enough about who is going to become available. Right, but the point is that you're never going to be happy with anybody who's calling plays. Like, fans are never happy with the play calling, especially on an offense that is underperforming. It's not the it's not the actual plays that he called. To me, and thank you for the call, Gary, as always, it's more about his inexperience, inability to develop Zach Wilson or make the most out of Zach Wilson – how come Brian Dable has the ability to develop Josh Allen? Not saying that he's the reason for it. Josh Allen has the talent, but Dable made the most of it. How come Brian Dable could then come to the Giants and make the most of Daniel Jones? But the Jets couldn't make anything of Zach Wilson? You know, and Fleegs brings up a point saying that Daniel Jones willing to be coached and Zach Wilson is not. Now, that's a different story. Now, are you hearing that, Fleegs, or are you just assuming that Zach Wilson is not willing to be coached? No, I've been hearing that. If you remember, I was telling you during the Jets' winning streak back in October, there were problems with Zach Wilson developing. This stuff happened early on. That's why it festered so quickly. As soon as they lost and he played poorly, that's why it blew up so fast. Because he's not coachable. He's, he's arrogant, not coachable not because likeable. he's a bad teammate. Because of everything about the way that guy handles himself in the building. Like Even when we talk about the Mike White t-shirts, yeah, it probably shouldn't have happened. That did happen, though, long after the first time Zach Wilson said all the wrong things against the uh, the first Patriot game. Mm-hmm. And then when he did it again, the second Patriot game, after he had been talked to by the coaching staff saying, hey, you can't say stuff like this. All of that had been growing and growing inside that locker room for a long time before it blew up. So what would you do here? Diehard Jeff fan, I know you're going to place the blame on the owner here, as we've been discussing, but 
What would you do before firing LaFleur? How would you handle the coaching staff going into next year? I would have everybody stays. You let Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur choose who their quarterback is for the year, and they all succeed or fail together. And then it's that the, simple. And then you the, go to the playoffs right. or everybody gets fired. Right. So at the end of the year, whoever that may be, Garoppolo, Carr, Wilson, but whatever. They, they get to choose. If they want it to be Carr, they go get Carr. If they think we're going to be a playoff team with Garoppolo, they go get Garoppolo. Right. If they want to swing for the fences with somebody else, you let if you you're develop owner, Wilson, you hire whatever. a GM, let him pick the players. You hire you let the GM hire a coach. You let that coach coach the players and choose which players are on the field, and you stay back. And after two, maybe three years, two years reassess, and if it's a disaster, something like Joe Judge falling yeah, apart which, by the at the way, end of wasn't. last season like he did, the, which, again, it was because of this the was way not they a looked disaster. at the games. It's the way that he's making the comments. No, it was not a disaster. It was they bad. Losing, losing six in a row is bad. Sure. On the whole, though, we would say getting from four to seven, year two of this team with a quarterback who was an out-and-out disaster, there are signs of growth you could have taken from that into year three. Now you've just backed yourself into a corner. There are a lot of Jet fans out there. Gary was just one who's happy to see LaFleur gone. You're right about one thing. Fans are almost never going to be happy with the offensive coordinator. And number two, you and Marco talked about this. There seems to be this idea among a lot of Jets fans that they're going to be able to hire somebody who's this ideal candidate. Yeah. With LaFleur, you might have been able to hire this senior advisor that Robert Sala talked about in his press conference. Like Somebody who has experience to come in and just kind of guide you along for that last year where you're all either making the playoffs or getting fired. Now, you're picking from a lot of undesirable candidates. I mean, the top guy is Daryl Bevel, who is known for making the worst (sighs) decision in the history of American professional sports and losing a Super Bowl. And that's the top candidate. And again, I can't hold Joe Douglas accountable here. I can't hold Robert Sala accountable here because I don't know what would have happened had they been allowed to just make their own decisions. So Whatever that's happens where with we, the Giants, John Mara hired Joe Shane and let Joe Shane hire Brian Dayball and is letting them do their job. That's how this works. That And that's where we get into a problem because we don't, I mean, you assume what's going on. We don't really know what's going on. Last one for you here. I'm curious. So let's say they don't make the playoffs next year. Hypothetically, Whatever they they whoever, whatever quarterback is in there, whether it's Wilson, whether it's somebody else from the outside, doesn't matter. They don't make the playoffs. You're firing Joe Douglas. I w- listen. I want to see Joe. I believe Joe Douglas. If he gets fired, is going to win a Super Bowl somewhere else. I believe in Joe Douglas. I don't feel as strongly about Robert Sala. I, I, I so I've you seen let a Douglas pick again. Mixed in with there. Well, I would let Joe Douglas actually pick because, as I told you last year, if Joe Douglas really had his way. I believe Doug Peterson would have been the coach of the Jets before Robert Sala. Yeah, and, and I've been saying that for two years. And that's a totally different situation, obviously, if they were to hire Doug Peterson. See, now that, to me, is more alarming than anything. If Joe it's all Douglas, alarming. All the stuff with the Jets comes down to this owner stepping in and intervening. Every rookie quarterback they've drafted has started right away. Maybe even he has a hand in deciding which quarterback he wants to be the face of his franchise. And then people wonder why Belichick left him in right, the well, dust. That, I mean, the on. smartest person to ever step near the game of football decided right away, I am not working for this man. Does anybody think maybe, just maybe, he was onto something? <laughs> exactly. If Douglas was, in fact, not allowed to pick the head coach... That's a major problem. It's a problem. It's a problem if Robert Sala is not allowed to pick the quarterback. It's all a problem because at the if you're the owner, you have to step back. We we knock all the owners who meddle. We rip Jerry Jones for meddling too often with the Cowboys. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, when these guys meddle in decisions that reflect or, or, or it happens on the field. It ends in disaster. Stay out of the football stuff. And this reeks of him sticking his nose in. Listen, you said there's no way Robert Sala made this decision. Oh, We know that. I mean, we know for a fact. We saw Sala basically say there's no way he would do it. He hired his best friend. You think he's going to fire him? No way. I'm actually surprised because there were reports saying, well, if LaFour's going to go, Sala will go too. So I'm, I'm surprised that. Somehow it happened to where Salah is sticking around. And if you're him, you got to realize that I understand it's an opportunity. He's a head coach. You're not going to quit. 
But you you also know, like, dude, the writing is on the wall. You're right. a dead Same man applies walking. to Douglas, too. Like, if you're this, and he was a hot candidate for the GM job, he knew the situation with the Jets was so bad that it was going to take forever to rebuild. So he got the longer-term contract, which, again, came from Christopher Douglas, not Woody. Woody right. was overseas at that point. The one good hire the Jets fell ass backwards into was when Woody Johnson was nowhere near the team. And they got Douglas. And yeah. they got Douglas. But now Woody's back. Is he making decisions? It, it, if you're Joe Douglas, if you're Robert Sala... Yeah, like how do you, how do those guys view this team when they're not being able to make their own decisions? It's part of why I wonder. There's been a lot of stuff over the last few years. I think they're happy to leak out, maybe preemptively, like, "Hey, this isn't us. If it goes bad, it's not because of us." And the one thing to keep an eye on. I told you this off the air. There is only one person in that, maybe two, because the player involved. But there is only one person in the Jets building right now: coaching staff, front office. Business, all of it, who wants Zach Wilson to be the quarterback next year. Not talking about on the roster, starting quarterback next year. If that happens, it was Woody Johnson's decision, and everybody else was not involved. Everybody else didn't get their way. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable when you have that kind of dysfunction there where you have different people making different decisions, the owner sticking his nose in, making football decisions. Eventually, those guys are going to leave, and then when they get out of there, it's going to be, thank God we did this. You know, make it a money grab, cash your checks. And go somewhere else They're and try to build your coaching They're back They're the Knicks up. of football. It's just it, do, uh, Woody Johnson doesn't take the heat the same way James Dolan does. Yeah, it's it's brutal for the Jets. That it, You could see right through what's really going on. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? What's going on, Sal? How are you, Chris? Oh, uh, man. Fleas gets me more depressed <laughs> all right? <laughs> about this team. Uh, very quickly, about I wasn't working last night, and I reacted at home worse than anything about this Correa debacle. I'm kind of over it now, but, you know, when I called you three weeks ago, I was excited. I was thrilled. I said, here we go. It's what we needed. And whoever fell apart, I did, this Boris this Boris guy, this guy is, a, this guy is scum. He is a salesman. Uh, yeah, but he got his client the best deal. That's what, I guess that's what he does. But wasn't he uh, uh, Comforto's? Uh, yes, he is, yeah. And he's the same guy who said, don't. Don't take the hundred million and made him, and then basically couldn't get a job for a year. Yeah, making nothing, and now he signed what thirty? What is it? Thirty million two year deal or something? Yeah, he got nothing last year, right? No, I know. So this guy is just—he's scum, man. And and basically, I guess you know he just uh, lied. I think to Cohen that everything's okay with the guy, nothing, nothing wrong, and embarrassed Cohen. And I believe Cohen is going to be you know pissed off and going to do whatever he needs to do to to bring somebody in. but yeah, that that news was uh, heartbreaking to hear because I, I still think he's good. But I think he could have gave him what's wrong. What, why he's throwing these two year deals, massive deals out? Why couldn't he give him hundred million dollars two uh, two years or something? Just to cause we are win now. We need we need a guy like that for a couple years. Yeah, you know that's you know? an interesting thought. I'm just sure at this point, I would think Correa wanted the most money possible guaranteed right now. God forbid something does go wrong with that ankle. This is yeah. his last chance to get big bank. You can't go, oh, yeah, I'll take $100 million for two years and go at it again because then there's always the chance that that could get hurt. So he got his $200 million guaranteed. There's vesting options where they can make it even more, and that's it. But obviously there's something wrong with the ankle. Otherwise, he would have gotten over three. The guy's a $300 million player that got $200 million bucks. So you do the math. And yeah, so, like I said, I'm not going to go away from – Saying that I'm never going to question you again about this team. I believe in Cohen, and we're heading right. now. Yeah. Now to this other team, I'm you know fortunately to have to be bored into, all right, and have to root for this team. Uh, a couple calls ago, saying about win now. What does win now mean for this team? Does that mean win what? Winning season or right. winning what? Uh, Super Bowl. Right. Well, we know they're not oh. winning the Super Bowl. Sal, we, we we landed on the moon the last time we we won a Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Yeah. Like I told you the other day, I'm not going to see a see this you know a, see a Super Bowl in my life. I don't think I'm going to see them in the Super Bowl. All right, but end of the day, this is what are we doing here? You know, we're going to throw this on the floor. He's making these decisions. Problem is, Fleegs is getting me depressed, saying that this guy. The only reason Wilson is here because of Woody Johnson with this Jet Blue connection thing. If that is that if that's happening. Something has something has to change. This this has to be more out there where this guy has to sell a team or something because you have to let the people make the decisions. Joe Douglas, you know, he has made good drafts. You know, you can look at the rookie class that we, that we have had so far. So, but who's making the decisions 
with all these quarterback changes, bringing Mike White back in with five broken ribs when he's not even good with no broken ribs, and you're bringing this guy back in there, you know, what are we doing at this point? You know, like, you, you, do you really think a guy, veterans around the league, like Tom Brady will laugh? If you say we're come to come to the Jets, you think Aaron Rodgers wants to come to the Jets? No, I don't. I don't think. I, but, you know but Aaron Rodgers will go. Jet go fans. Some Jet he fans are so. Some Jet fans are so delusional, Chris. And thank you for the call. Appreciate checking in as always. Some Jet fans are so delusional that I've heard that this week, where they're calling up saying, "Oh, Tom Brady, he might want to go to the Jets." What? You think Tom? Like, come on, guys, use some common sense here. Even the most diehard Jets fans should realize Tom Brady wouldn't sniff your organization. Please. I mean, come on. You laugh at the notion. God, it, it really is a shame. But there's a pattern here. You're developing the pattern. By the way, may, and I, I always said Rex should have been fired. I don't think Rex is a good head coach. But maybe that's the best thing for him because he's the only guy that works well with Woody. Maybe that is your only hope. Who's picking the players? I don't know. Go get the Terminator again. Oh, I need that guy. James Conner, I need the Terminator. Uh, it's, it's sad because there's potential there, but they're a complete mess. Baseball season is heating up. Odyssey has you covered with the most entertaining coverage of your team. Stay locked in and in the know with the local voices you trust as they bring you unfiltered takes, recap games, react to the latest team news, and talk to callers. Listen to your favorite shows for free on the Odyssey app, odyssey.com, your smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Standing up hour now. I got to stand up here. I usually don't stand during the show. I've said this before. And then the last few weeks, I, I actually feel like it helps me out a little bit. Helps me stay lively during these overnight hours. This energy, you know, where do you think it comes from? It's au natural. I don't, no caffeine, no nothing. All organic. Anyway, add this to your New Year's resolutions. Win money in 2023 with Superbook Sports. Superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experience in Las Vegas, so you'll get the best odds anywhere as we head into the football playoffs. Plus, check out their special odds boosts and promotions at Superbook.com. Make 2023 the year when you win money from Vegas. Download the Superbook Sports app now and place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. i got to get into the Knicks game and the story behind it. Um, I'm trying to think of how to set this up. I don't even know if there is a setup to it. But anyway, I'll get into it. Uh, went to the Nick game. Yeah, Flea. flea. No, we just do it on the air, Flea. Screw it. I don't care. Hey, we don't need to do it during the break. We could do it during the show. I guess I was going to say, like, if you were to run into somebody, who would be the last person maybe that you'd want to it, – it's not somebody specific, but, like, in general. An ex. Bingo. Bingo. It didn't take very long. Didn't take very long. Is this an ex you share in common with Al Dukes and this other is WFAN not, people? It's funny. That's the first thing Hector said, too. Because as soon as... It's, it's the first question he should have had after yeah. what happened the last few weeks. <laughs> this is not. No, this is not. But Is it the one who was an ex twice? Yes, it is. So it's not just that it's an ex. It was one of the more, if not the most, impactful X. So after like it, and I'll get into the details of it, but like after it happened, I was like, Hector, dude, do you realize what just happened? And he's like, no, it was. And I told him a little bit. He's like, oh, was that the girl? That I was like, no, no, no. That's the other one. But I actually, I actually think I referenced her the other day with uh, Jerry or whatever when we were filling in, right? You were here for that? Please? I think you did, yeah. 
Now I have to ask you, is it better to run into her when you're with Hector, or would it have been better when, you know, you're with your wife, your daughter, see, lad, look how great so, my life ended up, or is it better being with Hector and just not even exposing your wife to whatever that situation was? So here's the the other part of it. It wasn't just her. It was her and her entire freaking family. Her mom, dad, brother. And is this the same one when you had like the New Year's and you can't and you were hosting and the family wasn't yes. happy that you were trapped yes. that you couldn't travel? Yes, and the same one. And I actually told her father. They the have story. to know that you're successful at that, really they successful do. at that now, right? Like you're on TV every day, you're on the radio every they day. Do. He they said, have to know, like, all right, at least it worked out for him. Yeah, and and I think they're happy for that. At least they said it. He was like, oh, I watched the other. You know, it's funny because they came up from me. And you know, not that I'm getting recognized all the time, but there were a couple of people. Hey, Sal, whatever. Can I get a picture? So I hear Sal, Sal, Akata, and I turn around, and it took me a second because I'm in the mind frame of, oh, it's you know. I'm thinking somebody I know, certainly not an ex. I'm thinking somebody wants to take a picture. I'm like, whatever. And it took me a second to register. Right. And you're it, not expecting to be able to recognize the face of whoever yeah, it is. Yeah, right. That happens a lot where I'm just like, oh, yeah, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know you. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, whatever. And then it came to me and I was like, oh, my God. And then I see her entire family. And I was like, oh, do you guys want to take a picture? At least I got that line in. On the inside, I was startled. I was shaken. How close was Hector to you during all this? Was he like right there? Or kind he of was right the there. Side? So we were on, we were online, like ready to go through the ticket thing to get into the building. And they, not, well, not into the building to get into, you know, the, the walkways to go up the escalator or whatever. So they come up like as a family and then we're saying hi as we're trying to move through. And now I'm like, I'm a little nervous. I'm, I'm. On the outside, I'm cool, calm, collected. On the inside, I'm thinking, oh, my God, is this really happening? What the hell is going on here? And is this your first, like, encounter with her since you broke up? Because that first one is always the hardest. After that, it's kind of whatever. It, it's different. I don't remember. Well, I remember one time. Remember SNY used to be in the middle of the street and, uh, like, outdoors? I remember one time seeing her parents, like, outside the glass window as I was about to do the show. So I saw them once. And I've seen her, but it's before I got married. You're talking about, like, years ago. And I used to live in the city and think, like, oh, man, what if I run into her? And, like, prepare myself. This is the one time I haven't even thought about this. Or it's been so long, it's not even on it's your mind anymore. not even on my radar. Not even on my radar. And then, boom, just like that, her and her entire family. So then we're going through, and you know these stupid ticket things now, the way that they accept the tickets? I got it on my phone, and I'm like shaking. Uh, I'm embarrassed because I don't want to be sitting there at the turnstile because it's not going to read my ticket with this stupid automatic thing. Hector's trying to tell me how to do it, and I'm holding him like, here, you just take the frigging thing. And then we're in the way because people are trying to walk in, but we're still kind of talking and catching up as we're moving. It was just a crazy whatever it was, two minutes before eventually it was like, all right, it's great to see you, whatever. Then the kicker. So, like, that happens, which is a startling experience. And now I can't let it go. I mean, because that's me. I just dwell on things. Hector's like, oh, Halliburton, you suck, whatever. And I'm like, dude, did you see what happened there? Like, what do you think? Do I look okay? Like, <laughs> how's my outfit? So, I had to leave the game early because I had SNY afterwards. So, I did baseball night in New York, left that, took the subway up to the garden, met Hector, went in, watched the game. I left with five minutes to go in the game. I know it was a somewhat tight game, but I couldn't take a chance because, you know, if you wait till the end of the game, the walking traffic, right, the crowd getting 20, out. 20,000 people trying to get out with you. you. Exactly. It's a disaster. You you can't get out. It's going to take time to get down the stairs, then get to the subway, whatever. I have to be on the air at 11, so I, I want to leave myself enough time. Walking out five minutes ago, basically nobody there. Walk through. Okay, should I go right? No, I want to go left. I'm not taking the 8th Avenue exit. I'm going to go to the 7th Avenue. I need to go to the subway, whatever, downtown. Sure enough. What do you think happens? You run into him again. Do you believe that? Do you freaking believe that? The whole family right there again. What are you following us? I'm like, no, are you following me? Why are they leaving? That's you what have I a real said. reason. What are you doing here? I left with five minutes to go in the game. I didn't think I'd see anybody. Why are you still here? I couldn't believe it. 20,000 people at Madison Square Garden. And I walk into my ex-girlfriend, who did a number on me, and her family twice. How is that possible? We were sitting at two different sides. I didn't know where she was sitting there, but I'm like, oh, we're sitting at 109. They're like, oh, we're at 120. They're opposite ends. Like, I don't, it's opposite corners. I don't understand how that happened. 
20,000 people, Fleegs. What are the odds of that? I mean, it shouldn't be possible. Like, you, it, that shouldn't, it, it shouldn't happen once in the same night, let alone twice. That's. Do you believe that? We walked into the building the same time and we left at the same time? And again, maybe if you want to say walking in, it happens. That's so weird. You went to the same game and you walked in at the same time. But it's not you like there's one entrance, you too. Le- right. You left early to get to work. Why are they leaving early, walking out the same exit again? Like, you laid it out. You can go to 8th Avenue. You can go to 7th Avenue. There's different areas you could walk out. For them to be leaving to the exact same exit as you at the same time while the game is still going on. I mean, a close that, game, no that less. That just feels like we're living in a simulation and somebody's messing with you. I, exactly. I went back to work, and I get in this. Well, how was the game? The game? There was a game that happened? Do you know what just happened to me? What? What happened? And like I said, there are X's, and then there, and obviously it was all cordial and everything's good. And right, there's casual X's, and then there's real X's where you know, yeah, it, I, it matters more. They, this, she was an impactful X for good or for worse. Like there were certain things that you know changed my mind on things, and this was the girl. And I've told this, I think I've told this story on air. I was producing for the fan. Making what thirty thousand, whatever it was that I was making, and we were having a conversation. We were on vacation in Miami visiting her parents. I remember I was reading a book. We were laying there on the beach and we we're talking about future and how much you expect your spouse to make or whatever it may be. And she said with a straight face, five hundred thousand dollars. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like over the course of ten years? Yeah. Right. You mean like in a lifetime? Sounds good. Do you freaking believe that? As a board op back then, like, I mean, I'm, I'm like, ah, yeah, but I'm doing what I want to do. I don't care about the money. But it was things like that that kind of, I don't know, I guess motivated me or I, whatever it may be. It's all good now, and they couldn't be nicer. And I even told her father, like, hey, man, you know, there's certain things that happen. Do you remember the story, Fleegs, that I told about? Wanting to pay for dinner. Yeah, and uh, you, he, yeah. And I went to pay. I and finally cash went to, only. Yeah. I couldn't afford anything. I felt less than. And here they are, wealthy family, buying old dinners for us and everything. I was like, you know what? I got to pay. I want to pay this time. We're away in Chicago, deep dish pizza. I'm paying. Waiter comes, gives the, gives the bill. I give my credit card. He goes, it's cash only. And it was at that point, I was like, oh, I don't I don't have that cash. So I told him the story. I said I told it on the air, and I told it. But just saying, like, you know, thank you for showing, uh, you know, what could be out there, what else is out there in the world. Anyway, it was it was cordial, but it's just like I was shook. I'm still a little shook, actually, talking about it. Nothing against Hector, and I don't think he'll take any offense to this because he also knows the person I'm about to mention. If I could have picked any caller or listener to be with you for that moment, it would not be Hector. Stewart? It would have been Stewart. <laughs> Because that would have just made this so much better. Imagine Stuart being oh, the one sitting God. with you for two-plus hours after this encounter. Talking about that? Yeah. Oh, my God. I just still can't believe it. How does that happen? And another thing, they don't even live. Like, they have a, a place in New York, but they live in Florida. She's up here for work. I guess she travels, whatever. And her parents have a place up here. It's just a total random encounter. And you've been to one Knicks game this year, right? What? And I wasn't even going to go to the game. It was last minute. I bought the tickets the night before. I was like, what am I going to do? Sit around in SMY for three hours? Let's see if the Knicks are playing. All right, maybe I'll go to the Knicks game. It is unbelievable how that worked out. I still cannot think of the odds of that. Twice. 20,000 people. Like, if I were like, yo, Fleeks, I'm going to be at the game. I wouldn't even, I'd barely see you. I probably wouldn't even be able to meet up. We've gone to, like, even the same Met game. Like, you know how hard it is to meet up with somebody if you're even thinking about it or just walking in or out at the same time if you know they're going to be there? Yeah. That's hard to do when you're trying. Unbelievable. You're definitely right, though. The the end part, to me, was like, how is this even possible? Right. The first one would have been like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Can't believe I ran into her and her family going into the same Nick game. The it happening again when you're leaving while the game is still going on and nobody else is leaving. Five minutes to go. It over the top. Five minutes to go. Close, close game, game at this point. Nobody there. Nobody there. I'm walking down the stairs to go to Penn Station. Hey, right. Not even like end of the game. There's a bunch of people. They might not see you. You can kind of right. duck behind a crowd. All right. I'm not going to run into and have a second encounter. This one is just 
They're there, you're there, nobody else is there. Unavoidable. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. Needless to say, I was not as focused on Jalen Brunson and uh, R.J. Barrett as it should have been. 877-337-6666. Joey in Perth Amboy. What's up, Joey? How we doing, Sal? How are you, Joey? I'm hanging in there, brother. What's going First on? First off, I just, just want to say to all the uh, Giant fans and the, uh, you know, all the fans, good luck this weekend. Yes, good luck to, to. I gotta face that Mickey. I gotta face that Mickey Mouse Brady on Monday night. And, uh, now I think Dallas. Thing, I, I like your Cowboys. I'm not gonna give away any picks yet, but I, I think uh, people are overlooking Dallas. They're better than the Bucks. Uh, right after that that doozy that we laid last Sunday. Oof. Uh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> What a stinker. Yeah, I get it. But you know what? At least it didn't happen in the postseason. And don't overreact to just one, you know, oh, no. ultimately I, I'm, meaningless I'm regular season that, game. But listen, I'll, I'll tell you when they play good, and I'll tell you when they, they lay an egg. Right. They laid an egg. Uh, I think a couple callers ago, I think the Jets should go after Frank Wright as the OC. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that, Joey, and thank you for the call. Appreciate checking in. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just here here's the bottom line with this. It doesn't matter. You realize that, right? The offensive coordinator does not matter at this point. They're not good enough. They obviously need to get Vera Tucker back and hope that Becton can stay in shape and stay on the football field, and yeah, it's gonna be a make or break year for him. Get Hall back whenever that may be. Hope he has his explosiveness still. But they don't have a quarterback. I mean, are you going to pair Frank Reich with Derek Carr or Garoppolo? And even then, like, it's not the answer. Are you bringing in a quarterback to help develop Zach Wilson or are you going in a different direction? The more important decision is going to be what they do with the quarterback. The offensive coordinator, that's great. It's nice, but it's insignificant in reality. I know we make a big deal out of it, and I think at times it could be a big deal. At this particular time, it was not. LaFleur was overmatched to start. He was learning. He showed some signs, I thought, this year, and maybe a guy who could have developed further, but you knew that was going to be the case when you hired him, when you hired two inexperienced guys. So now you're going to, I'm assuming, go hire an experienced offensive coordinator, which should help a little bit, but ultimately it's insignificant. If you take Frank Reich and put him on that this team this year, what do you think that they are? You think they're a playoff playoff team? LaFleur was not the problem. He may not have been part of the solution yet, but he was not the problem. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Don is calling from Fort Lee, New Jersey. What's up, Don? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Good, good to catch up with you again. Thanks for calling, Don. What's on your mind? So, I just want to make a couple points, if you could just leave me on. One's about the Mets, one's about the Giants. Sure. So, um, the first point, what when it came to the negotiations with Cohen and, and Correa, do you... I'm just curious how this, it's all speculation now, how this all played out. I mean, do you think it got to the point where I'm thinking that maybe Cohen wanted to get off the hook and was looking for an out, and he just, he was going to take him at that really cheap deal. He was going to do the physical every year, medical physical. And, um, and also, he just t- told Boris at some point, listen, either take it or, or, or leave. I mean, do you think they came back to the Mets to see if they can match that offer? No, I, I don't. I mean, we don't know the details. The Mets have not spoken in any detail on it. We didn't get any of those answers yesterday. I'm not sure if we will, but usually you find those things out, if not uh, you know, weeks or months down the road. Eventually, um, the details start to come out. But I, what do you mean get off the hook? Why would Cohen want to be off the hook? 
Well, I mean, the fact that he, he, you know, he put himself out there and made the big announcement with the big offer. We're gonna, we have Correa. Um, you know, the fans were all excited, and you know, we, he just kind of jumped the gun a little bit, I think, before the physical. And then when he found out from the doctors, the medical team, how maybe bad the ankle was and how risky it was, I just think maybe he was looking for an out. Or I mean, he lowered the offer substantially, right? He cut it in half. Yeah, but that's not I because guess. he was looking for an out. It's because he didn't trust a court. It's not. This has nothing to do with Cohen. It has to do with the doctors. The doctors said, yeah. hey, we don't believe. Based on all the information that the Mets doctors gave Steve Cohen and Epler and whoever else is making that decision, they said that this is the best offer that we can do, whatever that was. You know, the $157 million, That's it. Right. And, yeah, basically take it or leave it. But I don't think you... I don't think Steve Cohen wanted to get off the hook. Steve Cohen wanted Carlos Correa. In a perfect world, Steve Cohen wanted Carlos Correa to be healthy so he could give him 12 years, $315 million. Like, they came to an agreement. That happened. Problem is, it's not a perfect world, and Correa doesn't have a perfect ankle. Which, by the way, if he did, we wouldn't have even been in the spot to begin with because he would have been signed by the Giants. Right, exactly. I mean, if you look at it, it came from, from 350 down to 200, so that's substantial. Right, so 350 to 315 and then 200. You're talking about a guy who's clearly a $300 million player that took only 200 guaranteed because he wasn't getting anywhere close to that anywhere else. You were not getting the 350. You weren't getting the 315, and nobody was going to give him what he got from Minnesota for the 200 because the Mets were the next best offer at 160. Right, right. That that makes sense. I guess the facts will come out little by little, probably trickle out when we hear different, you know, how mm. how would actually played out. But um, the other point I wanted to make was about the Giants. I mean, me being a Giants fan, I know you're, you're a Jet fan. Um, I mean, we, as a Giants fan, we had such a magic carpet ride in 2008 and 2012 because there's so much parity uh, in the NFC. I believe uh, at this time, mm -hmm. can you can you paint a picture? Where somehow, some no. way that they could get, they no. get, get no, the Super now. No, I can't. No, no chance. And for the record, I am not a Jeff fan. And thank you for the call, Don. Appreciate checking in. Not that it matters, but just want to clarify things. But no. And, and this is what drives me nuts about Giant fans. Now, I don't want to ruin your excitement. And obviously, you could listen to me to be entertained and talk some sports and all that stuff. But... If you're a fan of the Giants in this case, why would you listen to what anybody has to say in regards to a prediction? It doesn't matter. I could pick Minnesota, and I could be right, but what does that matter? It shouldn't ruin your enjoyment or your hope because, you know, as a fan, you want to hope that they could go beat Minnesota and then go beat Philadelphia and beat the Niners or whatever it may be. You can think that that's realistic. I do not think that that's realistic. But, to your point, I don't think, I know I didn't, and I don't think many people thought it was realistic the first time Eli went on a run. Or the second time Eli went on the run. But it is different. Nobody thought it was going to happen then for different reasons. That team was better than this team is. This team, the way that they've won these games... And they haven't been, they don't beat themselves. Now look, could it happen? Sure. The one thing that would make me not want to bet against them is Brian Dable. I believe in Dable. I don't believe the Giants are good enough. But hey, it's sports. Anything could happen. Who knows? Lewis is calling from Somerset, New Jersey. What's up, Lewis? Hey, what's going on, Sal? Good morning. How's everything? Good morning, Lewis. How are you today? <clears throat> I'm all right. I'm all right. Hey, Sal, I got um, um a couple of quick points, if you allow me. Yeah. Um. So the first one is this, because we never really talk about um, Bass. I mean, we don't really talk about the Knicks so much at this time. I don't hear. But um, <clears throat> watching Donovan Mitchell score 71 yeah. and then 45 the other day. Yep, in Utah. Uh, it, just, it just it kills me. I just hope that the Knicks did everything that they could to try to get this kid here because he wanted to be a Knicks. The problem, you're right, because the problem you have, especially with the emergence of Brunson, when when we were talking about getting Mitchell, nobody, you know, when Nick fans were talking about getting Mitchell to New York, nobody thought that Brunson was, or nobody anticipated Brunson was going to be this type of player. If you pair Brunson with Mitchell, and I'm assuming you'd still have Julius Randle because the guy that they would want would be R.J. Barrett back, 
I mean, th- that's the way Mitchell is playing. That's a pretty solid team right there, or at least a solid backcourt. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, it, it definitely would have been, you know. Um, so that's why I'm just saying. I, I, I hope that they try to do everything that they could to get this kid over here because, um, I mean, the kid is just he's he 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 puts people in the seats. And he's just, right, but it's over. It's not happening. He's with Cleveland. That's yeah, I know, it. I know, I know. It's, it's not happening. So the next point I was going to say was with real quick with Carlos Correa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it, it, it for me. It was hilarious when watching him speak, uh, especially saying that you know about Minnesota, you know, like winning and stuff like that. When we know, you know, he, he's not. I mean, he did what the, the best thing that he could do was what his agent, the best deal that his agent got him, you know, which was. This was the best that he can get him. There's a couple of callers called um, Boris a scumbag. Um, mm. uh, uh, calls. I mean, you can't you can't call a man a scumbag for doing his job. His job is to to get his client the most money possible. Do we forget that this is the guy that got that three hundred million dollar contract for A Rod and everybody hated him for that? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like you can't get mad at a man doing his job. I hate Boris Lewis, and thank you for the call. But I agree with you in this instance. You cannot knock Correa or Boris for going after the most money guaranteed. First of all, anytime you could get the most money, if that's what you want to take, go do it. Some guys are going to pick their spots and say, I'd rather go win or I'd rather be in this market or closer to home, whatever. But when you have a guy that has a potentially um, career-threatening ankle issue, eventually, whenever that may be, you got to maximize your income now. You got to maximize the earnings now. There's a chance he doesn't get a contract after this one. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but there's a chance with the way the ankle is. So I can't blame Boris for this one. I don't have to like him, but I can't blame him. The one thing that you hear from Correa, though, that just drives you nuts oh, this is where I wanted to be the whole time. And it's not about winning because Minnesota's not going to win. And it's not where you wanted to be the whole time because you agreed with two other teams before going to Minnesota. You wanted to be there because that's the only team standing that wanted you for that amount of money. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with the calls in a second. Did you hear the story about uh, me going to the garden and running into my ex? No, I'm oh. sorry. It, it sucks that Marco can't Cutting listen tape to the in my closet. Yeah, I, I, no, yeah. I know. My yeah, apologies. That's a good one. You believe that, though? 20, right, Marco, what are you doing on the break? Use the free Odyssey app, and you can check it out on the... Right. <laughs> Let's see if I got time Odyssey before I can. No, no, right. but do you believe that? 20,000 people at the Garden run into her and her family going into the game, and then again out, and I left with five minutes to go in the game. That's uh, a close game. Do you believe that? No, that's a little spooky and almost to the point where it's... Yeah. Yeah. What What message is being sent here? Is there a message here, Fleegs? What message? Stop leaving your house. <laughs> I don't know. That would freak me the hell out. Tell lie. me about it. <laughs> that would freak me out. Hector's like, dude, I went with Hector in Washington. Like, dude, you see that play by Halliburton? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how do I look, Hector? Do you think I looked okay? What do you think they thought of me? Am I successful? Tell me how successful I am. I'm good, right? You listen to the shows. Do you believe that though? You didn't ask about how often you should. Wash your pants, did you? No, right, no, good. I did not. Good. I did not. Oh, that was a yeah. There were that was a struggle. That relationship at times. That was a struggle. You know, there were the ones that shape you. Did you date a lot before your wife? Uh, I actually, I mean, not all that much. No, because I actually had another girlfriend that we were together for almost like five years. Whoa! Before. Uh, I was with my wife, so yeah. I mean, there were some in between. There's some before, whatever. But there, no. Uh, so no. Was there one that like really shook you? Um, Doesn't everybody have that one relationship where it changes you a little bit or shapes you a little probably bit? Probably that one because I didn't expect that one to necessarily come to an end. I mean, when it end? Uh, I did it, so Whoa! I can't blame anybody. Oh, you ended it? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So that I, one would freak me out a little bit if I we went back to that. Yeah, I only uh, I only ended one, and I realized after ending one, I mean, some were mutual, you know, like the Jets on the floor, mutual party. I, I don't really count the ones that you're, you weren't even really dating. Like you were talking, you were seeing each other, you weren't really dating. Like, those don't count. There's one that I had to end, and 
I remember because most of the time I, it was me just going along with it, and then like the girl would want to end it, and I was like, "What do you mean? <laughs> Why am I not good enough? What's wrong with me? What, what can I do better?" But there was one, and I felt so bad. And I knew, like, going in, I was going to see her at her apartment. I was going to, like, kind of break the news to her. And, dude, she flipped. And it was at that moment, I mean, crying. And then the crying went to anger. Mm -hmm. And where do you get off doing this? And I'm like, oh, God. Now I see why people don't want to do this. Like, people are afraid. Because you'd be in a relationship and you, like, feel somebody pulling away. And you're like, just say it to me. I can handle it. Just tell me. We're not going anywhere. It's over. Just tell me. What do you think? I can't. What do you think? I can't handle it. (laughs) Am I not man enough to handle it? And then, so you actually. So you actually hear it. Because, yeah, that's a a kick in the face. Right. But I, I felt like I always wanted to be told. And then in this case, I told this girl. And the reaction was one. I was like, I am never doing that again. Well, they didn't have to because girls kept breaking up with me, but... <laughs> Sometimes you get lucky. But this girl, it wasn't just the breakup, whatever. it was just she she shaped me. Like, there were things that I was just naive to in life that I learned in this relationship. Huh. And anyway... Was it a long t- relationship? No. Okay. But we dated twice. Moved in with her. First girl I moved in with. All right. All right. So yeah. it was somewhat serious. It didn't yeah. have to be a little bit. It was a serious. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. No, right. it was it was quick, uh, you know... Met, basically moved in a month later or so. Uh, it got whirlwind, pretty... Whirlwind, huh? Oh, yeah, whirlwind. That's surprising. Broke up, whatever, devastated. Back again a couple years later, same thing. You think I'd learn from my mistakes, the couple idiot. couple years later? Yeah, huh. years later. You believe that? Years later. Years I mean, later. I believe it. Yeah. I. Yeah. And then it fell apart again. And then that's it. Anyway, I just the, the idea that I would run into her and her entire family... At a Nick game twice, going into the building and then, and coming then out. leaving. I was going to say I would probably be shook for the whole night. So then, like two I hours was. later, seeing her again, I'd be like, "Oh, just, it was honestly, it was just was like, my point. mom was like, yeah, right.' I was shook during the game. Just when I was like, "All right, well, whatever, I'm leaving now. I'm going back to work. I had to go back to SNY. I'm walking out. I'm in my own world. Like Hector stayed for the game. I'm going to get the subway, and I hear it again. What are you following us, Sal? I'm like, what the hell? What are you doing here? There's five minutes left in the game. I got to go to work. What's your excuse? This is my world. Yeah, right. I go to the garden. Right. <laughs> Initially, when they saw me, I was like, oh, what do you guys want to take a picture? You know, because I was getting a little bit of that at the garden. Hey, Sal, I love the show. Oh, boy. So maybe your dad wanted to take a little picture with me now that I've made Did it. Did you get a reason for why they were leaving early? Like, you had one. She said the same thing that I said about, I mean, I had to go to work, but I did say, like, I can't get caught up in the foot traffic getting out of here. If you don't leave you know, with a few minutes before the the, the end, you're going to be stuck with 20,000 people trying to get out at the same time. So they use that as the excuse saying that that's why they left early, which, I mean, I buy it. You know, going to the game, you didn't, they're not diehard. Nick, matter of fact, she's a Heat fan. So I was like, what are you doing here? It's the Pacers. Like, why are you at this game? Heat game, maybe. Pacers, what are you doing to me? Let me live, damn it. Your favorite NFL team is getting ready for a new season of football. From OTAs to minicamp, Odyssey is your home for local sports talk and coverage all off-season long. Get updates on key storylines, rapid reactions, rookie reports, and more. From people who know the team the best, it's always football season with Odyssey. Stream the shows you love on your computer, phone, smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. 